everyone. This is David with the Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast. I am here with my amazing wife, Miss Megan. Hi, everyone. And we are very excited today to bring you uh, a very interesting couple, Amanda LeClaire and Chris Brummel. Are y'all both here? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're so excited to talk to you. Um, <laughs> so we, we, I know we ran into you guys on the Facebook page and, you know, we've had a, a lot of pretty awesome feedback and people reaching out since the group's blown up. But y'all's story stood out to me so much, stood out to both of us so much, where basically you, Chris, literally brought your wife back to life. Is that correct? Yeah, that's pretty With much it. Your healing hands. So before we get into all of that, which, it, I mean, there's so many questions and uh, I have there, Megan and I have there, we're so excited to dig in and talk about that because... There's just this shift and movement of healing, of true divine natural healing. And uh, we're so excited to talk to you guys about this. Um, just to start out, we'd love to get to know you a little bit. Um, tell us, uh, Amber, Chris, tell us about y'all's backgrounds. How'd you grow up? Uh, was it? Yeah, like, were you raised in a church? Um, anything of that, of that nature? Um, I mean, I maybe went to church between 10 to 20 times, so not really. Um, my parents were working class people, um, nothing too out of the ordinary. I went to church with my, with my mom until I was about 13 or so. Okay. Gotcha. And it was never like a heavy influence on your life or anything growing up? Not really. Gotcha. We, I'm sorry, were you asking me oh. or Amber? Oh, but we could go Amber first, then you. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know who you were asking right there. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, a quick thing, I'm a little sick, so if I have to step out of the room for a minute, know that I'm not being rude, I'll just say, hey, I'll be right back, or something like that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no worries. I was actually trying to schedule this for the worst possible time for you, so hopefully... Well, it worked <laughs> no, out. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no Thanks, worries man. at all. Hey, hey anytime, man. Uh, so, when were you guys first exposed to the spiritual world? Like, I know I grew up super conservative and knew absolutely nothing about it. Megan, you grew up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was definitely raised in church. I mean, I got $100 for every Bible verse I would memorize. So I was like a Bible verse memorable growing up. Um, So, yeah, I was definitely heavily, heavily, you know, in that realm of things. So, and, you know, transitioning that to the spiritual world is always interesting. So what what is it that got you, both of you, interested in the spiritual world and how, how did that go well when i was 10 my grandpa becker passed away and we were really close and uh, i had a really hard time with that and i saw i was i loved watching oprah and i was watching Oprah, <laughs> and, uh, and she uh she had james von Prague on there and he was talking about you know um the other side and, and i was i really liked what he said so my mom got me a, a couple books of his and in those books he talked about um obviously the other side and like you know life after death and, and the chakras and mm-hmm. and i had the internet you know when i was about 12 and i would look up that kind of stuff because it's all thanks to james von Brog that i i heard about chakras and, and that kind of thing yeah so, that's amazing yeah so it was that was really that really opened up my eyes i was a uh, looking into meditation and astral projection and all that kind of stuff when 
when I was, you know, not even a teenager yet. So, so wow. Yeah. Wow. For me, um, as I said, I did go to church and everything with my mom. But when you're that age, sometimes it just feels like it's a chore. You know, like it wasn't. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're six, seven, eight, nine, you know, it's like, oh, God, every Sunday I get up at eight o'clock in the morning. And, you know, that's how it felt. Um, So that was that. What was quite different is whenever I was about 10, my uh, grandma had a stage three uh, lung cancer. And I was we were at the hospital telling her goodbye. Like it was it. And um, I suddenly had the urge to pray and I just walked over and I put my hands on her arm and I felt a very warm, comfortable feeling. And I felt like the power of God. I spoke in tongues. And after a few minutes, she's like, you, you spoke in tongues, is that what you said? I'm sorry? Did you say you spoke in tongues? Yes. Wow, yeah, my grandmother did that. Wow, okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. conduit, that's always the best way I could describe it. Um, mm-hmm. If we're all God in, in some way, if we all have God's energy, then we use the conduit of God's en- energy. That's what it feels like to me, it always has. And I prayed for her and she started breathing better and she looked a little better, she got a little better color. Three weeks later, she left the hospital. She was fine. Wow, wow. that's yeah. amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she wow. lived another f- three, four years. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, yeah thank you. I it mean, was- I believe in all of this. I, I was raised with my grandmother, like I said, just mentioned who spoke in tongues, and she's amazing, and uh, I've just always wanted to be like her. She's amazing. So I know how real that world is. And, and then I, you know, started getting my certification in Reiki, and... I noticed that whenever I would do Reiki, that I would just get unbelievably hot. And yeah, so, I've had that feeling. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm so intrigued by your story. Continue. So that, well, that that's, was the end of that story. She just she lived for a few more years. How, so, man, how the heck did your family react? I mean, I they just kind of looked at me like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was almost like, "What the hell is he doing?" Yeah, you know, I remember right. them all kind of looking at me. With like ten-year-old speaking in tongues, and there's, I don't know, eight a dozen people sitting around my grandma's bed, and um, like me doing that, and like she got a little better, and it was definitely kind of freaky. And then on the way home, um, I was in the car with my mom and my dad. My dad was just kind of like, you know, like he was raised uh, Catholic. I don't, I honestly don't know if he actually believes in God or not. I think that he does, but he's had a lot of bad experiences with Catholicism whenever he was a kid. Okay. But my mom was definitely raised Christian as a Protestant. And um, she uh, was just kind of like, so what made you decide to do that? And I just told her that I didn't really know. It just kind of came to me. I don't know how else to describe it. And he said he wanted to, he just wanted to help her. Yeah, that was it. Wow, I, there's, what a beautiful gift you have! Yeah, and there's so there's so many cool things. Times, yeah, there's so many cool things about this because what we're trying to do, um, just with the overall magical movement, is bring light to the reality of these things. Like, there's healing powers out there. You know, some people may have a little be maybe gifted in different areas than others, but you, it wasn't just like you did this to your grandma and y'all were alone. There were so many people around. They right. all saw it. And she legitimately lived more years and she had a sickness. 
cannot refute right? those things. Yeah. It's like how does how does that not completely change your whole world perspective? Something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah it absolutely did. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, why can't you have this game? I know, right? <laughs> Um, well, even as a kid, it, it definitely made me go like, okay, like what was that? I didn't fully understand it. And I'm th- almost 38, so there was no internet whenever I was like, you know, 10. So I didn't know how to research this sort of thing. And wow. um, I just kind of let it go. I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what the hell it was. My mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. Nobody else in my family knew what it was. They're like, you only spoke in tongues and you saved grandma. Good job. Like that was what? <laughs> Wow. That's awesome, man. Wow. So I'm so kind of shifting gears just a little bit. Um, Have you tell me about y'all's experiences with psychedelics? Like, when did you get exposed to them? Uh, Have you you just be negative experiences, positive experiences? Um, Amber, then uh, Chris. So um, whenever I was after I graduated high school, that whole summer, like, I did so many psychedelics. <laughs> um, we used to have this thing here in Missouri called Schwagstock in, like, central Missouri. <laughs> and it was just, like, a big uh, Grateful Dead cover band thing and, like, just all the psychedelics you could find, you know? So I, they did it, like, once a month, and I, I went there probably, yeah. I yeah, I went there, like, probably, a, you know, three times one year and then three times the next year just... I, it happened quite a lot for me, and I'm, I'm really grateful that I that I did that because it really does open up your mind, you know. Oh yeah. 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 It was it was instrumental in, in my personal uh, healing journey, so I totally get you there. And when you say <clears throat> psychedelics, are you implying LSD shrooms? Yeah. yeah. LSD shrooms. Um, I think I did mescaline. Um, <laughs> All, all kinds of different stuff. I've even done like salvia. Um, that's, Ooh, I've heard that's, that's a rough one. It is really strange. I I did like a red salvia or something like that, which is like the strongest one, and it was very weird. For but it's really short, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it it's not like it's not like strapping in for the six to eight hour ride that all of your mushrooms can be. <laughs> right. It's like, like you don't even know where you're at. Right, right. And I love that you mentioned that too, the fact that it opens your mind because, and, and uh, you know, a big part of, you know, what we've learned in our experience and one of the things that we're trying to help people kind of have an open mind to is the healing and potential therapeutic benefits of psychedelics. You know, there's this, again, it's shifting, which I love that, but there's this stigma around psychedelics uh, where they get looped in with drugs like heroin and cocaine, which is absolutely insane. Um, but, and, and, you know, it causes a lot of divide out there where there's just so many potential benefits when done responsibly and with an intention of healing or intention. Dosage is everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that you mentioned that and and the opening mind aspect. Uh, what about yourself, Chris? Well, I did it, uh, excuse me. I did shrooms a few times when I was in high school with, you know, friends and sort and things like that. I did, uh, acid once, like right after high school I didn't like it I thought I yeah. shrooms were just a much more natural thing for me personally mm-hmm. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't like LSD like it made me feel so freaking weird yeah I, like, I <laughs> okay. couldn't do anything to make it stop and I know I'm tripping I'm like this is gonna be forever and like there's no way <laughs> you can sleep or anything like that like 
I think I might have even had a reaction so bad that I threw up. I, I don't remember, but I just know it didn't go well. I threw up on acid once, and it was it was pretty great. It was not great. This is the best throw up ever. Yeah. My puke is so colorful. Look at that. Guys. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's interesting how different it's it's per person. I've heard things that have incredibly eye-opening, beautiful experiences on LSD and some on mushrooms. It all really depends on on unique what's unique to the person. So, um, so uh, in regards to addiction, because that's a big thing we're trying to open people's eyes up to and really kind of shift the conversation on. Because I personally feel like it's just gone about so wrong in society. I know with my addiction issues, nothing in society worked and psychedelics were kind of a key, a key piece. It wasn't what helped it, but it was a key piece in it. Um, have either of you had addiction issues? Oh, definitely. I've, I've been addicted for since I was 17. I mean, like I've, I've struggled with it for, for a very long time. Um, and so has, so has Chris. Yeah. I was on Coke for a while when I was 18, 19 and then uh, um, definitely alcohol was probably my biggest one for a long time and I mean I guess you could say cigarettes and things like that but I mean as far as like narcotics are concerned it'd be those two yeah I've had them all (laughs) yeah 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 I hear you there mine was definitely alcohol and um, you know, it's, it's tough. It, it really is. Um, but I love what I do want to say is I really appreciate you guys coming here and openly talking about it because one of the biggest issues is this fear of judgment, which holds people back from taking the first step to healing where people like that have healed being able to vulnerably talk about, Hey, yeah, I dealt with this. I dealt with this and not have to worry about any ridiculous aspect of shame or judgment because it's a true story. And there is no shame or judgment because everyone's dealing with something, whether it's public or private. So bringing y'all stories and you just both, you just openly talking about it is freaking awesome because there's someone out there that's just going to hear it and it's going to touch them. They'll be like, you know what? I want to talk about this too. And that's the first step to actually healing is creating a space that's like safe for people to talk about these things. Sure. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so on that note. I think it's great to talk about it because I feel for me, you know, with all the things that I kept secret, you know, quiet for so yeah. long, for, you know, I, I definitely feel like that can affect you physically. And talk about, you mentioned chakra. They not allow your throat chakra to be balanced and, you know, yeah. spin oh, the yeah. way that it needs to. And so yeah. it's awesome that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome that you're doing this because this is only going to help you guys even heal even further, you know? And so it's just a beautiful thing. Definitely. Yeah. Amber's been telling her story a little bit longer than I have. Uh, I've just gotten comfortable in the last year or so, really, completely telling mine. And I know that telling the stories that I have, it's healing me as much as it, it, it can heal another person. Yes, Someone's absolutely. Saying, hey, David. Hey, Amber. Hey, Bob down the street. This is a problem that I've had. Can I talk to you about it? And before you know it, the Bob down the street is telling you, well, you know what? I've had similar problems. And that's yeah. in its own way. It's beautiful. It's like so many yeah. people. It's like we, we all think that we're so different from each other. But, but it's like when you open up and the other person opens up too, it's, you just realize how similar people really are. We're all dealing with pain and, and struggling and, and just trying to just trying to get through the day pretty much. You know, I mean, no, yeah. 
nobody wants to grow up to be an addict. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Yeah. You when, know? I, yeah when I'm 11, I'm not gonna, I want my first bump of coke when I turn seven. Right. Like, like, that's like, not <laughs> right. People don't use because they're, they're, they used to escape, you know, and it's. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you know, later on, I definitely had some sexual addiction issues too. And again, I picked yeah. those up a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, addiction is an M effort. Like it'll make oh, everything, yeah. everything will be a- a- addictive for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, sure. anything can be addictive. You know, TV, uh, Red Bull, technology. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. It's being addicted to like anything that'll make you feel good. Really, anything that's just instant gratification, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. We both just quit yeah, smoking. Yeah. What's that? We both just quit smoking. Ah, good congratulations. Job. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. Job. So that, that kind of ties in my next question. What was it that helped you guys overcome your addictions? Um, for me it was um I just realized that, that my life had just become so dark and so unmanageable and I was just in so much pain and and it's like I either wanted to die or get better, you know, like I had yeah. to do something. I had to do something. And I started going through and, and asking myself, well, why do I why do I use? Why why am I doing this to myself? Why do I do this to other people? You know, and and it's just like you gotta really look at yourself and yeah. Um I had to step out of the room to get my five year old away from the door can you tell me what the question is again yeah yeah no worries i was just going i was asking how you guys overcame your addictions amber that was such a real uh answer you had you do you have to take a really deep look at yourself you know one thing i've known i mean i was there deep deep in binge drinking binge drinking was my thing i had a horrible alcohol addiction and alcohol would lead to all kinds of other horrible substances when i lived in new york but and the epitome of it was really alcohol was my big issue and and it's you know you don't want to be you want to escape you know you're absolutely right you don't want to face yourself you don't want to look at yourself and like look at all the damage that you're causing you want to just stay in the state of um feeling this high euphoria and putting all your issues and everything and not facing it so so it's right. so one of the things that was key for you was just facing it facing it and then taking the steps to overcome it right because it's almost like that darkness it gains momentum you know hmm. and, and like Whenever I was getting sober, or whenever I wanted to get sober, and I wasn't already, like I, I had to, I had to get really honest, and I would, I would tell Chris, like, hey, this is what, this is what uh, inebriated pupils look like, you know. So like I was, I was trying to take away my, yeah, I was trying to, you know, be honest, like educate, like so I can't, I can't get around this, you know. So that's another thing that I yep. did, just be, you know, like educate the people around me so that they're gonna that's awesome if i'm messing up no for sure i love that um chris Chris, what about yourself oh he he had to excuse me for a minute yeah no worries no worries at all um and the last question i have on the addiction stuff what do you think what just totally curious because i know i have my uh, strong opinions on it in regards to the way society goes about addiction what changes do you think society could make that could make a positive impact on helping addiction issues you know Honestly, I, I feel like the whole war on drugs is is a terrible idea. I feel like, you know, if we decriminalize some things, you know, I'm not saying like, hey, you know, free crack rocks for everybody. 
But like if we decriminalized it so that like, okay, well, these people are using because they're in pain and they need help. They need love, you know? If we could decriminalize it and just kind of like help people out instead of instead of shunning them, instead of making them feel like they're awful people, because I've met some amazing addicts, you know. Oh, yeah. So I I feel like if if we looked at it in in a different way and, and helped each other out, I feel like we could be a lot better with it because addiction is everywhere. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a. Man, I really wish I would have researched this before this call. Um, but there's this, uh, gosh, there's this group of people where, and I think I want to say it's a, a Native American tribe. What they do whenever someone has an addiction issue or something horrible happens, and or they do something really bad, they actually put them in the center of the village, and everyone is around them in a circle, and everyone takes turns saying what they what's great about them. What I they know what you talked well. about. It's called U- yeah. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of a lot of I I, I really like uh, what indigenous tribes do with with their people that are suffering. Because you're right, they'll they'll take them and you know they'll they'll try and lift them up instead of like you know Beating. right pushing them away, pushing them, putting them in jail. You know, I've given them fines. It's, hey, let's let's bring each other up. Let's make each other feel better. It's a beautiful right. thing. Right. And, you know, at, at the core, so many uh, up-to-date studies on addiction, at the core issue is actually lack of connection. Yeah. Lack of genuine yeah. connection with others. Oh, uh, Johan Hari wrote a really good book called Chasing the Scream, and it's about addiction. I, I mm-hmm. And Lost Connections. He's a great writer. So I, I recommend, recommend his books, those two books, for anybody that's interested in depression or addiction. It's a great read. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Hey, no problem. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Um, let's get to the healing story. This is what we were really, really, I mean, there's multiple reasons we want to talk to you, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so give us a recap in as much detail as you can remember of what happened that day when you overdosed. And again, I, we both appreciate you, you know, being really vulnerable here. Hey, no problem. Um, so it was it was early in the morning and and I was awake and I was I was already pretty high, you know. But mm-hmm. you can always get a little bit higher, so I went to the bathroom. Oh, oh, what was it off of what? Uh, heroin. Okay, gotcha. Fentanyl. Okay. Pretty much. Um, so I was I went to the bathroom and I was, you know, cutting out some lines and I was falling asleep. <laughs> While I mm. was doing it, you know, like I just I remember I remember I was in a really bitter mood that day. I was, you know, unhappy, sad, kind of angry, and I just I just wanted to just escape from it. So I yeah. locked myself in the bathroom, and um, my mom was she she took my son to school, so I um. And she had the thought to come check on me uh, because I was in the bathroom for a long time, which is really yeah. kind of strange for her because she kind of does her own thing. But to that day, it was I, she's she's intuitive, you know. I mean, plus it's a mother-daughter yeah. connection, you know what I'm saying? So she mm-hmm. she um, got the door open and she noticed me, like you know, like looking really bad, and she thought that I had a 
a reaction to antibiotics. So she woke up um, Chris and my aunt and she said, hey, I got to go to work and drop off the kid at school. So uh, you might want to look at Amber because she doesn't look very good. Hmm. And then Chris can fill you in on the rest. Yeah, I, I sat there for a minute. Um, I, I really just kind of figured that she was just, you know, nodding out, but like she was probably uh, somewhat okay, he I guess. He was never, he never did heroin. Yeah, I me. never used it once in my entire life. It like, was just never for me. He wasn't okay with me doing heroin, but you know, he knew and he... So anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I walk in and to the bathroom and I'm just kind of looking at her. And she's completely dressed, but sitting on the toilet. Um, her head is back, like she fell asleep on the to- on the toilet. So mm. Her head is back. Her arms are at her sides, hanging down, like kind of by her knees or thighs. And her uh, skin is completely gray. All mm. the natural color that a human being has was was gone. Oh, there was no so redness or anything like that. Her pupils were the size of pinholes. Hmm. And she was just head to toe covered in sweat. It was as, it was as though she walked out of the shower. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. And I imagine, or like you know, you go into Six Flags and they throw fifty gallons of water on you, and one of the water rides. That's how wet. She oh my was. God. Just wow. running off of her. Oh my gosh. Fighting so hard to bring her back. So, of course, I did panic a little bit at first, and I was calling her name and I was shaking her. Hmm. Sorry, I get a little emotional whenever I talk about this. No, no, of course. Take the time you need. I mean, you know, take take the time you need. That's traumatic. It's so traumatic. And I I just want to say for a second, you know, you two have the opportunity to be one of the most beautiful testimonies as a couple yeah. you too as as low as that moment was that means it could be such a high of how many people you can reach and truly help because you went through that traumatic of a moment in those times so never i know you guys have probably already don't but i just want to say never ever be ashamed i mean i know it must be such a scary time but that was for a reason you guys have such a beautiful opportunity for a testimony to help so many i just personally hope you document it i hope you freaking freaking write it out strap it out tell people i hope you just run the world with the story because that is going to your story can save lives i tell everybody who's willing to listen like, i've I, told many yeah. people too i mean i i mean it's at the point where like i don't have any shame about it because i mean you I'm shouldn't here, you know exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm i mean by, she's alive miracle, you know so i'm looking at her completely covered in sweat skin is gray pupils pinhole size and I start kind of shaking her around a little bit harder and um, I just, I called 911 and I'm telling her, hey honey, it's okay, the 911 is coming, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, and I just remember saying that a lot, I think, and, you know, mm-hmm. holding her and loving on her and just trying to get her to come around and I kept checking for a pulse and the pulse, from what I could tell, was gone. Like it had finally stopped. I noticed a faint pulse whenever I first went in there. It wasn't much, but I could t- I could I could kind of find it, and it got worse. And 
I finally just felt this very warm. Well, he got off. You got off the phone first. Well, yeah, I got off the phone with the with nine one one. Yeah. And I felt this all of a sudden. I felt this very warm, calm, and and comfortable feeling. Wow. And wow. It was the power of God. I had no doubt in my mind whatsoever. And oh I took、God. my fingers and I just gent my my index finger and my middle finger and I just gently rubbed them over where I was sticking her pulse and her left wrist on the inside. And I was just gently rubbing over them. And I just kept telling her it's gonna be okay. And all of a sudden, <gasps> here she comes. She just、Whoa. freaking came back. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He he prayed in a. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't speak in tongues, but I was praying. I was going, dear God, please help her, please help her, please God, please, 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 please. I mean, over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I kept yeah. saying, it, God, it, it it cannot be time for her to go、yeah. and stuff like that. I don't remember verbatim because was, I'm sure you can imagine it was a bit of a stressful、oh, situation.、Yeah. But I know I was praying to God, saying, please help. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amber. Oh, no, go ahead. I just woke up zero to sixty, and I he said an ambulance is on is on the way, and I'm like, for what? For what? Well, wow, you, you overdosed. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was so, ready to go. You know. So so, so it wasn't like because you hear like oftentimes when people you know have those near death experiences and they stop you know their pulse stops that they. Have moments where they're like on the outside, like looking down at their body and at the scene. Was that not your experience at all? You know, I do have like a memory, like of seeing of seeing myself from above and seeing Chris and my aunt, who were also in the room. Like I,、mm. like I, I know that my consciousness left my body because, like, because、mm. I just remember seeing seeing my dead face from above. You know what I'm saying?、Mm. I went. Yeah. And, I went and I obviously went to jail that day, and like I thought about it, you know, and and just like like the image of me dead on a toilet. I mean, like I had nightmares about it、um, for I think that week a couple of times, you know, and it just that image is still seared into my brain, like of me looking down at myself. I didn't see.、Wow. I didn't see any white lights or anything like that. I didn't see any. That was well, my next question. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see any of that, but but I I do remember looking down in the at the room that I was in it, myself, and I I knew with, without a doubt that that I had died momentarily. You know, like I just felt it in my soul that I nearly escaped death. You know. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally here by miracle. You know, just. Well, girl, that means you have an amazing purpose. So if、yep. you don't know what that is yet, you gotta get to working on figuring that out. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, just I know I. There you go. I know, like spreading the message about, you know, the the power of of God and like、mm. this whole thing is. That's what I like to do. You know, to understand it. But anyway. Oh yeah, that's yeah. An incredible story.、Um, Chris, did you experience like a, a, and feel that there was something divine like around you or angelic around you, like helping you?、Um, not so much around me, but I felt the power inside of my body. Yeah, without、yep. a doubt. I mean,、wow. imagine you drink three gallons of coffee in five minutes. Like it was boom <laughs> for that short time frame. You know, I mean, I was up. Like I felt that energy. 
but as I said, I was exceptionally calm and I knew exactly what to do. It's like I had done it 50 times before. I wow, that stopped, is incredible. Focus, touch your wrist, and there you go. Oh my god! And and what do you do for a living? Because I feel like you need to be a healer. <laughs> <laughs> I am a pharmacy technician, so I am in the medical field, but I am not a healer. <laughs> well, not by. No. Not like you are a healer, but well, yeah, but not by trade, right? Right. I feel like you need to be doing Reiki or something. That's amazing. Yeah, I you know. know I've been thinking about it like yeah. crazy. I don't like. You have been thinking about gift. it. Well, I, I I practiced it a couple of light a couple of times in like light manners, like I don't know, a couple months ago. Ever had a headache? I'm like, hey, come here, and like I sat down, I just gently like just rubbed the side of her head, and it was really sweet. She and, like she remember her smiling. She's like, it's getting better. And I said, really? And she's like, yeah. And like her head, they went. She said, if it was a ten out of ten, it went to like a two out of ten. I'm like, wait, look at that. So like, there's the little ways I practice it, but I, I, I guess it's my ego. I don't know why I haven't done more of that, but I want to. Hmm. Definitely like that. Yeah, you need know. to step into that. Well, yeah, if, if you're you waiting know. for a sign, yeah. here's your sign. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> waiting for a sign. Hello. I'm not saying <laughs> that, like you know, I, I that. You're right. That is the sign. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I'm, I'm here, and like I, not that I shouldn't be, but like it's a, it's amazing that I'm here. You know, like yeah, this is a great gift that you have. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's. She's been clean and sober for quite a while, and I've been. I mean, I had alcohol issues a few months or a couple of years ago. I mean, um, kind of come back up. Those went away. You know, neither of us are active addicts anymore. You know, you're always an addict, right? But we're not consistently using by any means, or using at all.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what I what I what I would say too is when you start to go down the purpose route of healing, which I firmly believe that is in your purpose. When you start doing that, you significantly heal, and all like what happened with me with my addiction stuff. Once、uh, I got over it, because you know it's a process. You know, I definitely relapsed a few times before figuring out exactly what it is that、uh, that healed me. Once I got on my purpose path of like developing, empowering people in that healing aspect, now with Megan, it's crazy how much it shoves any aspect of the addiction away. So I would definitely advise you to, hey, check it out, man. Go check out、yeah. Reiki. Go check out these healing arts, because that that could just really, really be your next big step, man.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、um, I agree. That brings me to a pretty interesting theory. I would like your opinion on. So, you know, Megan's been diving and studying Reiki. She has her level one certification. She's going that route, studying the heck out of it. It's been a really cool experience already. And Reiki, you know, as we know, it's all about the healing of the energetic body with life force energy, much similarly to what you're saying you experienced, right? Like that God energy. Right.、Um, well. In the it's probably a little controversial because there's a ton of different religions out there. But one of the interesting theories that has really intrigued me is in the Bible, Jesus goes around healing people with his hands,、uh-huh. and some say that Jesus was actually using Reiki, which you know is controversial. But because、um, many people have kind of a closed mind on that stuff,、uh, but what is your opinion or thoughts on that? I think that is a brilliant theory. Yeah, I couldn't agree. I do.、Yeah. I mean, like. Uh, whenever, I mean, I, I think that's a beautiful theory. I mean, one of the things I think that people get hung up on is that Jesus is was much different than than other people. But you know, I think his whole message got kind of miscon- misconstrued. You know, 
I think that he just wanted other people to know like, hey, this is, this isn't something that only I can do, you know, like this, I'm just a- Yeah, we all have spiritual gifts. Right, exactly. He was a psychic and a healer. And I I think that everybody has the capabilities to do really amazing things like that. It's it's all about the power of belief, you know? Yeah. Yes. I love that you said he's a psychic and uh, a healer. Like that's, that's so cool because that's, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do also is kind of a mission is help break people out of this heavy, heavy conditioning that keeps their mind closed because a phrase like that may be triggering to someone that was just conditioned in one specific way their whole lives uh, where, you know, people see red. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, that was my, I mean, I, a psychic changed my life, which sounds crazy, but it's the honest to God truth, you know? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And like Jesus literally did things a psychic does. He literally killed people with his hands, which is what Reiki is. Right. So, right. um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. A beautiful theory. I, I really like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I've, had, I've had tons of psychic experiences myself, you know, like after that whole uh, overdose thing happened, and then I had a a mystical experience myself in uh, April of this past year and like intuition is is a real thing you know it's we all have it yeah it's just how much yep. you you take your time to understand it and how much you focus on it you know it's, yeah. it's an amazing beautiful gift to own you know and I do think it has capability to change lives Oh yeah. And I'm glad that you even brought that up because that's something that I wanted to ask you. I t- it totally slipped my mind, but I often also hear when people have these near death experiences, when they, like, like I mentioned earlier, pass, but then come back that they're, they awaken um, a lot of their spiritual gifts and intuition, you know, being a big one. Yeah. You know, after that'll happen, like I, it kind of freaked me out for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a friend, a really close friend. He he overdosed um, about six months before I did, or something like that. And I was just like, well, why why did I stay alive and not him? You know, so I really started mm. looking at my life, and and I just I had all these moments of like insight. You know, um, why am I so anxious around people? And that I have these this insight. It's like, well, you know, people don't mean what they say and, and they don't say what they mean you know it's so communication has to be clear and direct you know what I'm saying and it's just like just these moments of like really good information just pop into my head and and mm. over time like I just you know it, it really changed my life um I definitely think that it awakened something in me that that was dormant or repressed wow. or something you know I, yeah I know I hear that all the time so wow. I totally believe that for sure yeah I mean I it was it was a terrible day but it, it was one of the most important days <laughs> of my life you know like I'm so grateful right. that, I, that I died for a minute I wouldn't think yeah. it to anybody but man like it, it really <laughs> it changed my perspective right it what what is what is reality how is that possible you know hmm. Definitely, yeah. definitely turned my world upside down. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's been proven time and time again, no matter what your beliefs are, that 
in the Bible, I mean, God uses the most broken people. He uses the people that have the most damage, the most, you know, stuff they went through. Yeah, you know? I, I was, um, I was, I was abused as a kid, not by my parents, a member of the extended family. And after high school, I accidentally burned down my house. And then a month after that, my dad left us. Um, so it was just me and my mom. And then she lost her sanity. I watched her go crazy. Um, and I, I, here I am, 17, with, with uh, my mom is, is hearing stuff. You know, she's hearing voices. She's ripping the smoke mm-hmm. detectors out of the ceiling. It was a really mm-hmm. rough time. And that's part of the reasons why I started using, you know, it's... That you're escaping all of that pain right. and anxiety. Right. I mean, like, my my whole life was, was messed up, you know, and I, I didn't know how to cope. So Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely believe that. You know? Well, it's so crazy how they say, you know, that weed is like the gateway drug. I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's it's trauma. I mean, I... Yes, trauma is. It, it absolutely is. That's my experience. That's and that's anyone else that I know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just crazy to me. But like, I feel like most people that have been through traumatic, especially as a child, um, they are going to try to escape in some way, shape or form, whether it's something like, intense like what you did or whether it's something even mild like marijuana you know but it's yeah it's interesting how how the most of the people that are users are trauma survivors yeah and it's so such on a subconscious level um well awesome man you guys are awesome i've absolutely we have loved talking to you yeah this has been so cool um, at the end of each uh, episode, I just like to ask one kind of final question uh, for each of you. If there is one message you could leave with the world, what would it be? Um, open your mind to the possibilities. They're endless. They're infinite. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now you two need to go open your own practice. That's right. <laughs> it's a tough one to follow up, Chris. I'm sorry. So that's a tough one to follow up. Oh, okay. Um, for me, it's just practice love. Oh. No matter what, just unconditional love for everybody. You know, whenever you see somebody that maybe you don't like, something you don't care for, it's because it's something you don't see within yourself. And if you can't completely love yourself, you're not going to love anyone. Absolutely. His, absolutely. His unconditional love was was instrumental in, in me getting getting better. I don't. I couldn't have done it without him. Mm. Well, you guys are very blessed to have one another. No doubt about that. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely yeah. very, and you know, very very in, special bond. In 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 different ways, Amber has completely returned the favor. I don't know what you would want to call it. I don't know if you, I don't think you can have a favor like bringing someone back to life. But <laughs> like, I'm not getting her a glass of water. It's, it's a little bit more than that. But she is the person who has taught me to truly open up and to tell my own stories and things like that. I, I too had traumatic things happen whenever I was a kid. I was molested. My mom used to smack me around. It wasn't a great childhood. My dad was, right. my dad was here. He's always been here. And, you know, my mom's been dead for a few years now. And I mean, she was not an, an overly abusive person. I don't mean to get the wrong impression. But she was a big ha- big fan of like smacking me in the side of the head and that sort of thing. And yeah. that caused lots and lots and lots and lots of pain. And I told Amber some of these things, little bitty things here and there. Like she knew I was molested, but, but I, I had never really given the 
gory detail story. Yeah. Once I did, this was literally almost exactly a year ago. It's probably like February of this year. And once I did, you know, I was, we were, I, I will never forget it. We were outside in our patio and um, I was bawling like a baby, telling her the story. But once it was over, I just felt mm. this weight coming off of my, my soul. <sighs> the secrets you keep, keep you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I can totally relate to that, you know? I had a lot of trauma. I don't know if you listen to my podcast or not, but I had a lot of trauma starting as a young child. I was molested. I was physically abused, like all sorts of things. And man, it's just so crazy how you lead, you, you always, you go to that escape, you know, you go to that escape. And, you know, for me, it also caused me to have a lot of intimacy issues, unfortunately, that I'm still trying to master and conquer. But my point was, you know, it was going to ayahuasca, you know, it, it, it was a crazy experience. I went into it so broken up and so sick physically, mentally, in all ways. And I came out of it such a different person, Yeah. you know, and, and, and ayahuasca is not for everyone, you know, not at all. I would never push it on someone. It's not a fun process. You know, it's it's not as it's not as intense as dying, Amber, but um, it's definitely not fun. But the outcome was, in my experience, worth it. You know, and I don't know if that's something that maybe is calling to you guys. Oh, maybe it's to. not. I would love. To. Well, well, if it's calling to you, then you know, I, I do absolutely feel that you would find a lot of healing. But it would be a tough process, you oh, know. But it, yeah, the I, way that I look at, I, I look at it is it's like. It's like six hours of my life. You know what I mean? I right. can push through anything for six hours. Right. I I like a good challenge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, there you go, girl. If you get those gains, you know. There I, you go. Well, man, I, I you keep. So I probably wouldn't use anything stronger than mushrooms at this point. That's stuff that I want to. Yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend that yeah. for yeah, you at all. Mushroom a... therapy is amazing. Huh? Mushroom therapy is amazing. You know, I know a lot of people that microdose. I haven't done them for more than 10 years. I only did them a few times whenever I was in early teens into my early 20s. I think it's the last time I did it. Yeah, I've never used it uh, medicinally. I've I've always used it recreationally, but but I'm I'm very interested in pursuing something medicinally, you know, like, because I've heard amazing things about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, benefits to microdosing with mushrooms. So, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say we're, um, we're running a little short on time. You guys have been incredible. I think we're definitely probably going to have to do another podcast with you guys sometime in the future, in the short term future, because there's so much more we could have talked about that you guys just opened up with at the end there. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm, yeah. It's so cool to talk to you. Thank you both for your vulnerability, opening up talking about everything you did and you guys i'm so excited let's stay in touch because you guys have such an incredible story in you already and you guys definitely have an incredible purpose so um thanks for thanks for talking with us 
and uh, awesome messages to leave the world with. And um, yeah, happy healing. Happy healing. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Thank you. It's we been were, an honor to, to yeah. be on here with we you We were guys. looking forward to this, like, to no avail. Yeah. You know, like, we were so yeah. happy about this. You know, uh, to be honest, my flu was really bad. This is the best 47 <laughs> minutes of my life, or the last two days. <laughs> At least in the last, you know, few days or so. I managed to find the energy to come do this, and I am very happy. Oh, well, we're so happy to have you. We will definitely be in touch, man. Thank you both so much. Y'all have a great night. All right, good Thank night. Thank you. Y'all take it easy. Bye. 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 Bye.